Welcome back. The second half of The Ron Show is on tap on the America One Radio app and AmericaOneRadio.com. I am your host, Ron Roberts, on the 12th of December, 2022. Phone number, by the way, 404-919-2725. My email, ron at ronshowatl.com. Ronshowatl, by the way, on Twitter as well. So I'm going to bounce around a little bit uh, on this segment. This is the long segment, uh, so I have the room to do that. Let's see, what are we going to talk about? Oh my gosh, did you see this, by the way, that WSB Television essentially led the country in advertising revenue when it came to political advertising spending? By the way, according to the Wall Street Journal, advertising, political advertising spending was approaching $9 billion. Incidentally, nationally, the top revenue-producing TV station when it comes to political advertising in the country, here in Atlanta, WSB Television, an influx of $60.1 million in political advertising, according to adage.com. This sort of brings up something that I always kind of chuckle about a little bit. Americans can't stand being bombarded with political advertising and yet can't see fit to elect enough politicians to eliminate Citizens United or have effective campaign reform. It just, it just kills me. We, 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 we don't want to deal with all these political ads. We're sick of them. We shortened the primary window and still hit records, but we just don't have the appetite for getting the politicians in office to undo Citizens United to scale back the dark money advertising that comes from outside interest groups. I mean, yeah, you're sick of the ones from I'm so-and-so and I approve this message, but what about the other ads that run in tandem with them? That's why you'll see the back-to-back anti-Herschel or back-to-back pro-Herschel or back-to-back pro-Walk, uh, pro-Warnock, back-to-back anti-Warnock. That's why you see that because it's not just the campaigns running the ads, it's the interest groups and the political uh, parties themselves. This reminds me of the uh, the baseball football argument. You know, in the U.S., uh, America's pastime is baseball, right? But it's not America's most popular sport anymore. Football is. Major League Baseball trails the NFL in popularity and has for quite a while. The thing that gets me is that baseball actually sort of represents the American economic system way more than the NFL does. Way more. And I know it's a different sport and some people just like the sport, but the NFL is a global draw and NFL playoffs are on major network TV stations and those major networks, whereas baseball, it's relegated to like, you got one division on TBS, the other might be on FS1. These also-ran networks, these cable TV networks, or the MLB network even. I mean, could you imagine if the NFL network had to air their own playoff games? It wasn't on NBC or CBS or Fox or ABC. ESPN is like the lowest rung when it comes to the football playoff uh, games. So, no, hear me out. Major League Baseball has no salary cap. And only taxes teams who spend obscene amounts of money above a threshold, though it's a pretty modest tax. It's a case of the haves, like the New York Yankees and the Mets, the LA Angels, the Dodgers, Chicago Cubs, Boston Red Sox, with some teams flirting with them in salary spend. Occasionally Philadelphia, Atlanta will get in there. 
The White Sox every once in a while spend the money. The Houston Astros have spent money, but they're not constantly always in that upper tier. And then you've got the has not, have nots. The Kansas Cities, the Pittsburghs, the Oaklands, the Tampas, the Detroits. These aren't major markets, and they rarely, if ever, compete with the obscene spenders. And if they do, they got to catch lightning in a bottle with a core of mostly young and homegrown talent that just happen to come together simultaneously. The ability to spend the way those top-tier teams do almost ensures them playoff spots and higher likelihoods of ticket sales and championships. Their margin for error is greater. They can mess up a lot more and still win. Whereas the struggle for those smaller market city teams, they've got razor-thin margins for error. If the one player they spent money on is injured for an extended period of time or for the entire season, season's over. MLB popularity in this country is in decline. You can't even find playoff games or the World Series on major TV networks anymore, as I said before. Now, the National Football League, by the way, the NFL, easily the most popular of all major U.S. leagues. Where MLB looks more like unfettered capitalism, the NFL looks more like strident socialism. Its teams have a salary cap. They revenue share TV rights. That's the big get. And both of those allow teams to compete no matter the market size. It's why there even can be a Green Bay, Wisconsin franchise named the Packers with multiple Super Bowl wins and storied franchises with trophies in those same struggling MLB markets like Pittsburgh and Tampa and Kansas City. It's playoff games again and the Super Bowl routinely show on major TV networks to huge ratings and every franchise is fiscally healthy. Whereas in Major League Baseball, remember me telling you those Taxes that go to the high-spending teams, those taxes are actually distributed amongst the lower-tier teams just to keep them solvent, just to keep them open. They're just fodder for those major market teams to continue showing up. Those major market teams have to play somebody, right? <laughs> so you got to have... You got to have the losing teams. You got to have the Washington Generals show up so that your high-priced Harlem Globetrotters have those games for people to show up and buy tickets to and concessions and et cetera and so on. But the American people clearly prefer, when it comes to sports, they clearly prefer socialism versus unfettered capitalism with Major League Baseball. And I know what you're thinking, but Ron, it's really more about the sport. Okay, I get it. Baseball can be kind of a dull sport. There may not be a lot of action. The pace of the game can be something to behold sometimes. I get that. I readily get that. You know, soccer's growing in popularity, and you can watch an entire game. An entire game. In 90 minutes, by the way, I do like that but you can watch an entire match and not see a score. I mean, there may be action, but there are lulls in action there too. The thing about soccer that sucks is that you don't have those commercial breaks to run and go to the bathroom. You might miss something. Although I do love the pause function on just about every streaming service <laughs> or television that's out there today. That is nice. You can always catch up then. But soccer's growing in popularity despite the fact that you have long lulls where you don't have action. I just find it interesting that Americans find themselves choosing the things that they claim they're against 
and not choosing the things that they claim that they're for. Let's stay with sports, so to speak. The Georgia High School Athletic Association had their football playoff games uh, in Atlanta over the weekend. I always thought that was kind of a cool thing, particularly when they used to do this at the Georgia Dome. And they do have this huge display inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium now where all the Georgia high school football teams have their helmet represented on a couple of walls in the concourse. That's neat. What's not neat is that the games themselves, the championship games, and there are tons of uh, of classifications now. We go up to like 7A, 7 AAA. It's, it's crazy how many classifications. That's why you have to have these playoff games over a long weekend. Even flag football for the female students. I'm digging that. I like that. But the games aren't being held at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is climate-controlled. Roof can be closed <laughs> in case you have, like we had this last weekend, a, a rainy, drizzly, foggy, gross kind of weekend. Instead, the games are held at Georgia State University's football stadium. And the name of that eludes me for some reason. It's, uh, it's also got a sponsored name. I did mention Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I guess I should mention the name of that stadium as well. I just... Do not remember it off the top of my head, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. Center Park with a C. Center Park Stadium. Uh, that's the old Turner Field, which already is not an ideal football venue to begin with. And l- listen, Georgia State University is doing all they can to make that a football venue. It's still obviously an old baseball stadium with a set of bleachers in the middle of first base to short left center field. Um. But the, again, the weather sucked. The GHSA also had to deal with uh, the kerfuffle of a touchdown that wasn't on a quarterback sneak in the 3A title game. And that's not good either. But they're talking about instant replay. I will give the GHSA that. They are talking about instant replay. And while there are those who are like thinking, well, well we just back, take these back to the high school stadium so we can get the hometown vibe for the top team left. And if you're going to deal with the weather, I say no. I, I actually like that these are all televised and instant replay. Obviously, you would want to continue televising these championship games, and you do need to have them in one central venue. But for crying out loud, can we not find whatever money it is? I think it's like $100,000 a day for the use of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Can we not find a sponsor, a half-million-dollar sponsor, to nail down the venue so that these high school teams and their fans can play in climate-controlled environment as well? Since you've got to have the central location for television, I don't know, just a thought. Feel free to weigh in, by the way, 404-919-2725. You can call, leave a voicemail, or text me that way, 404-919-2725, ron at ronshowatl.com or at ronshowatl on Twitter. But Ron, it's football. It's meant to be played outdoors. Okay, I get that. Mm, Every game leading up to the championship game is. And much like the NFL, the Super Bowl is almost always in a city with either a dome stadium or in a warm late January, early February climate. It's either Southern California, Miami, or a domed stadium. Yes, they did it in New York that one time. That was just to get the stadium built. Yes, they did it in Jacksonville. They'll never do it in Jacksonville again. That was the weather we had last weekend for the state high school playoffs. That's the weather Jacksonville had for the Super Bowl. Was that the one where Prince... No, that was Miami, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Miami, where where Prince played in the rain. Best halftime show ever. 
No, I get it. Football is, you know, an outdoor sport. But you've got so many high schools, by the way, now playing on that same sort of turf that they have at Center Park Stadium and at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So you're already eliminating the, the mud and the marsh of the outdoor elements. Why not just, for the championship game, make sure these teams are playing in the best elements possible? We live in the state of Georgia with a climate-controlled football venue. Use it. Taxpayers paid for it. Use it. Fills, it puts heads and beds in the hotels. We put a lot of hotel motel money to it. Use it. I commend GSU for letting Center Park Stadium be used for it. I'm sure they got some money for it, too, and it's good for their recruiting, I guess. Although I don't still think it's a good venue for football. I still say Mercedes-Benz Stadium's the way to go. and. Come on, you can't find a half million dollars to make that happen? I got to believe, in Atlanta, a top 10 TV market, that somebody would cut that good guy check, or five somebodies could, what, could cut five $100,000 good guy checks to have their business look like heroes over a weekend of Georgia high school football coverage on Georgia public broadcasting. and in the faces of all those fans who come to the games. I I feel bad for the fans too. And you know what? Let's not forget the cheerleaders and the band members. Yep. Band geek raising my hand here. I don't want to be sitting in the stands in cold weather, holding my hundreds dollar musical instrument. That's now being exposed to these conditions. If I don't have to come on, just give me the championship games in Mercedes Benz stadium. GHSA. I hope you're listening. Make this happen. More on show after this. Oh, a Republican caught cheating at voting? Say it so. Hey, hopefully you've heard me say this before, but I'm going to remind you, I'm also a real estate agent, a realtor, in fact, with EXP Realty. My website is rononthereal.com, R-E-A-L, rononthereal.com. And I got a brand new listing for you. If you are in the market for an adult 55 plus community, oh, let me tell you about McDonough, Georgia. First of all, it's one of my favorite small cities in Metro Atlanta. It's in Henry County. They've got the Christmas lights up downtown and about five minutes from those twinkly little lights in downtown McDonough and minutes from all the retail and dining options that you could possibly want is 239 Prominent Loop. It's in the Pinnacle Point subdivision and this house really has it all. You got tranquility in your adult 55 plus community neighborhood and from the front door, you can take in spacious vaulted living room and dining room, the gas log fireplace, You've got three beds with a huge master and a sitting room before you even get into the master. Walk-in closet, screened back porch. I love that back porch because think about it. In the summertime, it gets kind of sweltering, but even in the heat of the summer, you got those two twin ceiling fans going. You stay comfortable. You get to enjoy the outdoor ambiance. It's perfect in the spring. It's perfect in the fall. Even in these mild winter, it's like 70 degrees today in Atlanta, you can enjoy that screen porch. You've got a two-car garage and a workshop at the back of it as well. Got that handyman in the household? Well, he's got a workshop or she. How about a bonus room? That's right. Three beds, two baths with the sitting room heading into the master and a bonus room over the garage as well. Use it for a home office, maybe a workout space, additional storage. Got it for you all in one home. It's 239 Prominent Loop in the Pinnacle Point subdivision, and I have that listed for you at rononthereal.com. That's rononthereal, R-E-A-L.com. Georgia MLS 396-720. Call for more information at 
283-0078.